This is episode number 94 of the Ships Podcast with my older sister, Erin McAndrew. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McAndrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Ships Podcast. I hope you are all doing gloriously today. We have an incredibly special guest joining us on this episode of Ships. Her name is Erin McAndrew. McAndrew? What? That sounds like such a familiar last name. How do I know that name? Well, it's because Erin McAndrew is my older sister. Erin McAndrew has excited crowds at concert halls, wineries, breweries, colleges, fairs, pubs, charity events, and private parties with her music. Originally from Pennsylvania, Erin decided to take a leap to a different venue to pursue her musical ambitions and other goals. While attending Hofstra University in New York, Erin was the lead singer of the Long Island-based rock band Tiny Giant, which played at the legendary CBGB's and other local venues. In this project, she was able to immerse herself in writing, recording, and performing original music. Over the past four years, Erin has performed over 175 solo gigs across California, Nevada, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. It's a lot of places. In June 2016, Erin released her first album of original music, Skeleton of Life. Her sophomore release, Staying Alive, was released in February 2018. In addition to her music career, Erin is also a musician wellness coach in which she coaches musicians about wellness, time management, goal setting, and mindset. Erin says that once she let go of the ego and the idea of making it, that she was truly able to allow herself to be 100% authentic and be able to serve other musicians the way she does today. Aaron has been featured on several top music industry podcasts, including the 6-Minute Music Business Podcast and the Climb Podcast, and was a panelist on the 2019 Success with Music Virtual Conference. You can find out more about her coaching and other services by visiting her website at www.goalforyourdreams.com. So you are all in for an incredible episode, especially for you entrepreneurs or artists out there, because Aaron has a lot of great insight into what it takes to be an entrepreneurial artist. We talk a lot of great things in this episode. We talk about the power of using music to promote positivity the importance of listening to yourself and trying to discover what your purpose is. We talk about the importance of utilizing pockets of time and really utilizing your time management in order to be your most effective. We talk about musicians breaking free of limiting beliefs, why it's super important to have a morning routine, how to use social media as a tool, and how Music is so universal no matter where you are in the world. There's a lot of great things in this episode I'm looking forward to unpacking. If you like this episode and you think it might resonate with a friend, please send it over to their way. By the way, just as a disclaimer for this episode, you'll hear Aaron call me PJ multiple times. My whole immediate family calls me PJ. It stands for Patrick Joseph. Joseph is my middle name. And actually, Aaron was the one so legend has it that termed the name PJ. So if you hear her saying it, that's why. So, without further ado, let me please introduce my sister, Erin McAndrew.
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ships Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest joining us on the show. It is my sister, Erin McAndrew. Erin, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Oh, thanks for having me on, PJ. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited to have you on this show because you're really doing some amazing work, both as a musician and then also a coach. I'm really inspired by what you've done, not only in your artistic career, but also how you're using your experience within that career to help people who want to establish an artistic entrepreneurial lifestyle. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the show and share your perspective. Thanks. I'm, exci I'm excited to share as well. So I'm wondering if we could just start off by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. I obviously know a lot about you, <laughs> um, but I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners just a, a little bit about your story and what led you down the path that you're pursuing today. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm going to try and make a long story short because I could make this very long, um, <laughs> but I'm not going to. <laughs> Um, so obviously I'm from Pennsylvania, uh, like PJ is since we're, you know, siblings. Um, but I moved to New York in 2004 for college and lived there for, um, 14, 13, 14 years, and then moved out to Los Angeles, uh, with my husband, Chris. And, um, really I kind of started in music a long, long time ago, um, back in high school, I was really involved in, um, you know, choir and theater and, musical theater and whatnot. And, uh, you know, then throughout college, I was in some bands and whatnot, and eventually decided to take the solo route um, as a musician and really kind of found um, my niche and found a lot of opportunity um, playing a bunch of different places on Long Island um, and in New York City. And then obviously moving out to LA, have had a lot of opportunities for playing um, wineries and different places out here. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've been able to have a lot of opportunities in that sense. And uh, I think actually like your, your background really into like why you became a musician, I think is, is like a really powerful story. And uh, what, what was it that led you to make the leap to pursue music professionally? Yeah. So I had for a very long time, you know, when I was growing up, what obviously our family went through a lot of changes when we moved when I was younger and music was my way to really kind of escape and, uh, you know, be, be in a place where I could write and be creative and also, uh, you know, be an angsty teenager in a way. <laughs> um, but then it was really, it was really once I got to college and beyond where I really, found my footing with it and my calling and realized, you know, for a long time, I knew in my heart, like that, this is part of my purpose and my calling it was to to be a musician, but not only be a musician, have that be a platform to to help put, you know, uh, positivity out in the world and help people realize that there's that so many people have a lot of potential within themselves and being able to use my music as a platform to help people through my words in my music, but also in my words, speaking to them um, is really kind of like where I found my, my niche and my purpose and, and really kind of what lights me up. So obviously, you know, I could talk a, a lot about every, how every musician says, oh, you know, it's, it, it is about the art, which it is. And it's because it makes me feel good. Yes, that's true. But I believe for, for myself, there, there is a bigger and higher purpose as, you know, from just me being a musician, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I actually really love that a lot because I, I love how you're coming from this framework of like, okay, how can I bring my best self to this world? Because I think a lot of us are trying to figure out our path, trying to figure out like, okay, what, what gifts and talents do I have that really resonate with people that reach people in a different way. And I think we're, we're all trying to, to discover that. And I think what's really special about what you have done and with the music that you've created is that that has really become this vessel for you to speak your story and share your story and also to connect with other people. There's a wide variety of people out there that 
have really connected with your music. I mean, myself personally, I have, I have as I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, and and I, I think it's it's a really special thing. Like when you when you find that, and and what was it? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that music obviously speaks to them thousands if not millions of people love going to concerts we we all listen to music or at least i feel like most of us do so most, yeah. so what was it that that really revealed to you that music was was the the path for you that music was essentially the language that you wanted to speak through well i do i always have i have some of those like defining moments in my life um where you have these these kind of these gut feelings. And I have two instances that immediately come to mind that ultimately changed the traje trajectory of my life and, and my career. One dates all the way back to high school. And PJ, I believe that you were there for this, yeah. um, was my, my talent show that I, I did a talent show in high school. And it was my first time singing solo in front of a group of people. And I will never forget the feeling that I had walking onto that stage and having the courage to to sing in front of, I think it was like, I, I don't know how much the, the high school auditorium held, probably like, I think 700 or something yeah, like it that. Yeah, is, it, it was like several hundred was, at least. Yeah. 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 So, and, 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 you know, it was a pretty packed house. So that feeling in the, in the cheers and everything, obviously for a certain, to a certain extent at that age, you want that kind of gratification, like, okay, I'm doing well, but there was a certain type of adrenaline and feeling that I felt knowing in my heart afterwards that I was like, this, this is something that is special. This is something that I need to pursue. So that was the first instance. And the second instance was after I graduated college, I worked a few corporate jobs, which was great because I, I definitely got a lot of um, experience working in, in marketing and working in the corporate world and seeing kind of how different businesses run. So it was a very, very um, beneficial, I think, in my journey. Um, but I did kind of have one of those epiphany moments where it was like, what, why am I still doing this? Um, I had one of those moments where it was just my, the bosses that I had were not communicating with each other and it was getting to the point where I was like this and they were blaming the bad, they were blaming the decisions on me when it was them not talking to each other. Oh, that was no. the problem. So it was really at that point where I was like, I need to change my career path. Music is what I need to do. This is, this is my purpose. And I kind of like you know, rocked me out of my, my, my shell that I was, that I was in of, you know, going through the motions of, you know, your twenties and, uh, you know, finding your footing. And that's when I really started to see in time, it took a while once, once I kind of broke free from the, the corporate structure. And, and again, if the, if the corporate structure is your jam and that's fine and you like a nine to five, that's fine. But for me, that was, I found that that was holding me back from pursuing my music and moving forward. And I was just not putting the time into my music. So those two, two moments, obviously they were several years from each other, but those were two moments in my life that, that always stand out to me as, as me realizing my purpose and, and me realizing I need to move forward and pursue this. Yeah. And probably in that second moment too, there were, probably a lot of moments where you were reflecting back to that first moment that you shared with us of like having that yeah. sort of a, a live feeling and that adrenaline rush and then really reflecting on that experience. And then all the other experiences that you've had per performing on stage before you left the, the corporate world as well. And yeah, I imagine it, it was really this huge wake up call in, in, in essence. And I'm wondering if you could speak to our listeners out there because we do have a, a lot of artists who tune into this show. What was it that gave you the courage to to leave that nine to five secure job? Because I think, like you mentioned before, I think there are a lot of people where the corporate world that is their jam they they really thrive on security they like the consistency and their schedule and that's kind of their world but there's a lot of people who are also living in that world who that it doesn't sit well with them and they're looking for something different 
but they're afraid to step outside of that comfort zone or step outside of that security. So what what was it that you really kind of, that really kind of convinced you, okay, this is something that I have to do? Well, I think, well, at the, at the time when I had this epiphany, it was right before <laughs> my husband and I got married, you know, at the time we were about to be getting married. So I, I, and he's always been my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter. We're very supportive of each other's dreams and goals and we push each other a lot. So I really, after that moment, I had sat down with him and I discussed with him how I had these feelings and how I really wanted to make this change. And, you know, at the time when you're getting married, it's, it's a big expense. And as, as you're, as you know, <laughs> too, going <laughs> yes, through yes. this. I'm current, I'm current, I'm currently uh, planning yes. a wedding. So yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. So at the time it was like, okay, let's, I have the vacation time. I have, you know, this specific structure that will allow for, you know, vacation time for a little bit more financial stability in that sense of, um, you know, being able to, to have everything set in place for the wedding. So it was kind of like, a, a okay, let, once we're, you know, once we're married after a few months, let's revisit this and see where to go from there. So really it was kind of, it's one of those things where you have to really take a step back and, you know, think about where, what you really want to do and how you really want to do it. And, you know, there is no, no shame in, in having and in switching lifestyles and maybe doing something that you're overqualified for, but something that's going to provide you with the, the, the financial stability, um, and give you the flexibility. So I started working for a fitness apparel company for years and it was, it was a wonderful experience. It actually taught me a lot about business and customer service and, a lot of different things. So I yes, I got a day job, but I found a day job that that actually I enjoyed that I was and I was working with a bunch of other performers. So that was a great support system as it was. So in that I I stepped out and obviously I was making a little bit less money at the beginning um because I was going from this super steady financial place to, you know, having to re figure things and rebudget things. And it's an adjustment. But on top of that, when I had, like, one of the biggest things I think when you do have a day job is utilizing that time that you that you have that you're not on the shift, and utilizing that for your career, and having those pockets of time and utilizing them in the best way that you can to maximize that time because you're, you're really balancing when you do have some kind of day job, you're balancing two careers. Um, because obviously you're, you're doing the day job, which to a certain extent is a career, but not a career path. And then you have your, your actual passion that you're pursuing. So that was for sure a transition for me, but it also was a, a, a very good vehicle for me to be able to then move forward, have financial stability in that, but also be able to pursue my music career and have it grow from there. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I, I, I love what you talked about with the, these pockets of time. I, I often call them like the windows of time where you, ha you have a, a set period that you're like, okay, I'm going to make the most of these hours because Obviously, as you know, time is very scarce. You don't get it back. And especially if you're looking to build a career in the arts or, or even just go on an entrepreneurial path, taking advantage of those pockets of time or windows of time is, is so crucial, especially when you're working around various jobs, a, a day job, or whether you might be freelancing. So yeah, that, that's absolutely very resonant. I'm wondering if you could share with us uh, a little bit more about your music, uh, because I can only imagine when you made this leap, when you left that full-time secure job and you took this day job where you had a little bit more flexibility in your schedule, I can only imagine that your music started to evolve. Your music started to go in a, a different direction. So I'm wondering if you could talk to, to that a little bit is, 
really, I guess from that time, maybe even from before that time when you changed your lifestyle, how has your music evolved through the years? Oh, it's crazy. It actually is crazy when I think about, you know, because there are times where I, you know, if, I feel like as artists, you know, whether you're an actor, whether you're a musician, whether you're even a like a painter artist type thing you know, or a comedian, I think a lot of us sometimes like we we get caught up in the present and then seeing the future. And sometimes it's hard for us to look at how far we've come from where we started. Um, and one of the things I think about is when I did first make that leap, and I had my day job, and I started getting my feet re wet, <laughs> if you if you want to call it that in the music business, it was it was definitely a tough transition because at the at first I really didn't feel comfortable playing guitar on my own. I was very um self-conscious about my playing and I I didn't feel confident in it and so I would rely on a lot of other musicians at first to accompany me and to collaborate with which was great working with other musicians to see how other musicians played and I think it's also good to collaborate with other musicians in general but that for me, after a while was holding me back because the drive that I had wasn't reciprocated from the other end of these other musicians that I was working with. And granted, it's like maybe they did really want kind of what I wanted, but the, the just drive wasn't there. So eventually over time, I realized like what I had to do. I was like, I need to do this by myself. I want to go solo and I need to get some guitar lessons and, and start learning how to play better and do it. So it was one of those things that um, it's been a growing process. And it's crazy when I think about where I started from and, and where I am. And one of the things I kind of want to say to artists that are listening. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that you've gotten into this in, in, the, in past episodes with other, you know, with other artists. Um, but, you know, comparison is one, you know, they always say comparison is the thief of joy. And it, it is so true because I, for a long time, would, would compare myself to other musicians and their journeys and see how far they are. And you cannot compare your day one or your day 50 to someone's day 500. And one of the biggest things I think you can do is, is just look at where you are now and say, am I be doing better than I did yesterday? You know, um, am I better than what I was yesterday? So, um, you know, kind of over this process, it's, it's been, it's been a long journey and it's now it's, I have many more other ideas in the works of, of how I can take what I've learned now and what I'm doing now and then launch into something even 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 greater in in my in my journey in my perspective you know what i'm saying so uh so yeah yeah i think that's a really important point that you make about the comparison because i think especially in the arts but e even in any field whether it be the sciences or in business it's uh you know our society we we have a tendency to glorify specific people like celebrities and and authors or just just people who are at the top of their field in some way or, or capacity. And it's sometimes easy to fall into this comparison trap of, like you said, comparing our day one or day 50 to someone else's day 500 or 5,000 or, or 50,000. And I think it's really important to, you know, to go off of your point that we're all on our own journey. And so long as we're improving from who we are the day before and making forward progress, that's the most important thing. And so I think it's amazing that you've been so, so aware and so mindful of that as you've gone through your career, because it, it does sound like you, you you ran into a lot of a lot of challenges and and but that your music career has evolved because of those challenges. Yeah. Well, and one thing I want to say with that too, is that it's not like this process has been easy either. You know, like it's you, there have been several instances, especially over the past few years where I've had a lot of mindset challenges and a lot of ego challenges. And one of the biggest things I think as any type of artist is ego Ego can be really 
toxic ego can be really destructive. And if you let your ego get in the way of certain things and going down, you know, to a certain extent, ego is a sense of security. So insecurity. So, you know, you have to kind of dig deep and find what those insecurities are and own them and see how you can move forward. Because that was when I really found that I was able to, I opened up a lot more potential when I stopped letting my ego get in the way of my career and me comparing myself to other musicians and other people's journeys. Um, and it, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that, that artists, it's easier said, it's, it's one of those, uh, easier said than done type things. But as artists, like really letting go of that ego is, is one of the most important things that you can do. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with you on that. And I think it's just a daily practice of mindset work and, and telling yourself, uh, you know, that you are enough and that you are making progress in your career and, and not looking to somebody else or, or necessarily for outward approval and, you know, really just kind of pushing forward in, in, in your career and overcoming those challenges. Cause yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it, it definitely, definitely sounds like it's, it's not, not an easy journey at, at all, but, but that there's light at the end of the tunnel, if you're pursuing your, your, uh, passion and, and your purpose. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm wondering from that, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it sounds, you know, I'm, I'm sure our listeners tuning in are, are thinking like, oh man, she knows like a lot about how to create this awesome career as an artist, which leads me into <laughs> my next question about your uh, musician wellness coaching practice. And so I'm wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about this. What exactly is like wellness for musicians? I'm, I'm wondering if you could dive into what you've recently started uh, coaching other musicians about? Yeah. So musician wellness coach, I like to think of as like an overlaying term because there's a lot to unpack from that. You know, there's a, you know, because with musicians, I coach them a lot on, on mindset, setting goals, time management, um, wellness in general, because I mean, and wellness is, is, is so, so important for everyone, but like, especially as an artist, um, taking care of yourself and your body really affects your performance. Um, so even just some of those things, uh, I, and, and these are a lot of like things that I've personally gone through that I now can feel like I can use as a vehicle to help other musicians. But, and I've also, because of where I've gotten now with my career have also coached other musicians on really how to like scale their music career and, and kind of get rid of those limiting beliefs of, you know, I need to be signed to a label. I need to, I need to release this music at this time. I, this is like, I need a manager. I need a booking agent and like all these other things that they think they need that they actually don't, you know? So it's really kind of like, helping musicians with the stuff that they like the tools they need in their toolbox, like time management and goal setting, and then using those to help them then pursue the things that they want to do, like make more money with their music career, like make quality recordings, and also let go in the process of that whole musician blocking of I need to get signed to a record label because there is that's one of the things that especially from the musician music coaches that I've invested in in the past, like that's, it's such a, it's a lie in a lot of ways, you know, like there's, there is still that old music industry model and yes, you can be signed to a label, but that's for, I think for most musicians, if you want to start making a career in your music, like that shouldn't be, you should have all these other things that you want to do in order to get to that goal. Like, to be signed to a label doesn't mean your problems are going to be solved immediately. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? So right. I'm trying to really, I'm trying to really be put like this awareness out there and really show that like you can make a nice living as a musician without any of that. You know, I know plenty of musicians that are doing that. So it's, and, and, you know, I'm one of them. So it's like, you can make these things happen for yourself. 
Is it a lot of work? Yes. But if you want it bad enough, you'll make the time for it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you've also done with your coaching practice as well, just, just from what, what I've have observed and just through talking with you about this before is that you in a lot of ways are creating a, a community of sorts where people and musicians specifically are able to support each other in their own artistic endeavors. Something that I, I really am in awe of you, Aaron, is uh, the, that the musician path, it, from my perspective, is could be a very lonely path. I mean, just for myself as an actor, like, yeah, of course, like there's those moments and, you know, kind of creating, you know, my own work, like a a solo show or something like that. Like that's my way of, of, you know, kind of creating my own work so that I could perform. But also, you know, I go out on auditions and if I have the opportunity to be cast, like I'm with a cast of people and directors and other actors, Whereas with a musician, even though to go off what you said before, you have, you know, potentially other musicians that you collaborate with from time to time. uh, It seems like a lot of times it's really this solo endeavor and you have to have a strong amount of discipline. So I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners, like, how do you get into that mindset of being able to discipline and motivate yourself to not only write and create work, but then also get it out there and and perform gigs at a wide variety of different types of venues. Yeah, well, honestly, the biggest thing it comes down to, and it's something so simple, but some people the but it's something that people don't take the time to do is sitting down and take, you know, managing your time. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest thing, honestly, is really having strong time management skills, you know, like, I have all these musicians, I have these musicians that I coach and they want to do all these things, but then they don't want to make the time to do the things that it takes to get there. And, and one of the things is, is like, why is that? Why is that an excuse for you? You know, like, why are you making time an excuse? So really it's, it's, it comes down to time management, A, but B, I also am a a big believer in having a powerful morning routine. Um, It's something that I've, implemented in such a way the past two years at this point, you know, Monday through Friday is like, for me, most of the time, a non-negotiable, um, Saturdays and Sundays, I kind of like leave up to just, you know, I don't keep it as structured, but having a morning routine really sets my day up for success because it it allows me to, when I wake up, I work out, I do some mindset work, I, uh, journal, I do. And like, you don't have to do all these things, but finding something that works for you in the morning, that's going to set your day off on a positive note, helps get you in the mindset of what you need to do and what you need to accomplish for the day. So some people work well at night. I find I work best in the morning. So I get my morning routine in and then I have all of that done and I dive right into work first thing, like nine, nine o'clock in the morning. So it's like, I, that's kind of my way of setting myself up disciplinary wise. Um, and just really staying on task. I, I mean, I am a very type a personality and I know not everyone is like that. (laughs) So like (laughs) I have a schedule that I stick to every day that I, where I have my to-do list, I have my hour by hour schedule. And like, I've talked to some of my friends about this and they're like, Aaron, you're really intense. And I'm like, I know, but that's just the way my mind works. And I know that's how I'll get things done. But I also do coach musicians that are struggling with time management. And I take little bits and pieces of what I use in a full day. And I'm like, well, I know that you may not want to do all these things that I do because that, again, that's just the way my mind works. That's the way I need to set it up. But even if you do one of these things to at least structure your day in such a way where you're going to be able to devote some time to your music career will help you move the needle forward. Yeah, I absolutely love that. It's what um, uh, I think his name is Scott Adams. He's the guy who writes uh, the Dilbert comics. He has this whole philosophy on creating systems rather than goals. And he talks about how how goals are obviously very important and everyone should set goals for a wide variety of reasons. But in addition to that, we also need to have systems and systems are regular habits that we practice on a daily basis that seem like really minuscule things in the moment, 
but over time add up to create a large impact in your life. And so that's, that's what I'm sa- sounds like what you, what you do with each morning is having a, a very specific morning routine, a very specific morning system that really sets you up well for getting the, the most amount of work done or rather uh, just setting you up for a very efficient morning. And I think, yeah, I think it's just a matter of figuring out ways in which each of us could find our own systems that will help us work towards our goals. Yeah. And I mean, I know it doesn't sound very like sexy and glamorous to like have these systems, right? You know, because we're musicians, we're artists, we want, you know, the the glamour and stuff. But to be honest, if you want a career that's really going to move forward, you need to have these systems in place as, you know, you know, unfun as they seem at first, you know, once you get into a routine, then, then you really find that that does move the needle forward. One, I have two things I want to say. One thing is, you know, when I was talking about setting my morning up for, for success with my morning routine, I also, for those of you that keep a to-do list and write to-do lists, Writing your to-do list, I find, or like I, I create my schedule the night before the next day, because then that way I go to sleep and I'm not thinking about it when I go to sleep. So by the time I wake up the next morning and I'm done my morning routine, all I have to do is look at my schedule and then I hop right in, you know? So that was one thing I wanted to say. And then the other thing is um, with that, when we were talking about these simple daily disciplines that you do every day, there is a book I'd love to recommend to you guys. It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Um, And it's it's about doing those little things every day to build up to that bigger goal. Um, So if that is something where you're like, these goals just seem so difficult and they seem so time consuming and and unachievable. First of all, that's a mindset thing. But second of all, if you really break those down into these little bite-sized pieces, you're going to find that over time you're going to get to that goal, you know? Yeah. As long as you put in those daily disciplines every day. Right, right. And I think it's one of those things that as you're doing them, you're like, uh, you know, is this leading anywhere? But it's having that trust. And then eventually over time, you do see the the lasting impact of it. It's really just like going to the gym or, or like you were saying, waking up every morning and exercising. It's like, oh, yeah, like one workout, two workouts, it's not going to make a huge difference. But if you put in that time every single day and you're very consistent with it, over a year, then that's going to have a huge impact on your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if we could dive in a little bit. We were talking a little bit about about community and really creating a community uh, specifically among musicians. And something that we talk a lot about on this podcast is our relationship to social media, to the online world, to the internet. And obviously it has a wide variety of advantages. Sometimes I'll talk about the disadvantages as well on this show, but I'm wondering if you could share with us how you find that balance when it comes to social media, because it, on one hand, it's this amazing platform where you can not only broadcast yourself, broadcast the work that you're doing and share it with your audience, but it also gives you the opportunity to connect with people online it allows people to find you who are might be interested in working with you. It allows you to network with a wide variety of musicians. So there's that one end of it. But then on the other hand, sometimes it could be a huge distraction to a lot of people. I think sometimes people will fall down the rabbit hole of social media, of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and they're just wasting away their time on it. And by the time they look up, an hour or two has passed. And so how, how do we find that balance between using it as a tool and using it to our advantage while minimizing the negative effects that it could have on us? Well, I think really what it comes down to is, is you have to, especially if, if you want to really have your music career or artist career is set up in such a way where you're using it as a strategic tool, you have to see it as that. So I understand there are certain pockets of the day where you may want to let yourself scroll for a little bit and like some pictures, watch some Instagram stories. 
And that's fine. But like, have that be a little pocket of time and then have everything else be a, um, you know, have everything else be strategic. So for instance, for me, I find it to be super effective because, you know, nowadays as, as music, this is more on, I'm going to talk a little bit about the coaching aspect. And then I'm going to talk about like, and connecting with other musicians and talk about connecting with fans, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. So as musicians, we can use those tools in, in, in a few different ways here. So as a, as a, you know, as a musician, we, we definitely need to be posting content consistently. Um, and as really as any artist, um, in order to connect with our audience, because one of the biggest things that I think that, that people get wrong, especially nowadays is it's, it's really hard to grow your following organically anymore, unless you already have an established name or following where you just get followers instantly, you have to actually go out and seek these people. You can't just expect them to come to you. So um, one of the things is being strategic with that time. So finding a certain amount of time, finding a little pocket of time per day to, to reach out to a perspective, you know, someone you think might like your music. Um, for me, on my Instagram account specifically, it's finding other musicians that I think would benefit from my, you know, from my content. Um, so it's really having these strategic pockets that you're using it for your business. So for specifically for Instagram, I have these pockets of time where I go in and I'll interact with other, other accounts um, that, you know, I think would benefit again from my content. But I also have a specific you know, method when it comes to planning my content. Like I actually have a interface that I use on my computer where I type out all of my captions and my pictures and all that stuff. So that is all done there and it's focused specifically on the interface. So I use Planoly, um, which is a, is a content planning platform. So that way I have it in front of me and I have all of my captions that I'm writing and I'm not actually on the app itself. Because it's so easy, again, as, as you've been saying, to get distracted on the app itself. So having this specific interface and, and um, you know, it's not an app, but like this platform that I use to be able to schedule my content has me focused specifically on that as opposed to being on the app and typing my captions in real time. Because first of all, I think that's a big time waster if you're doing that every day. Um, pre-planning content, I think is just so much more effective, um, and like time effective. Uh, so it's just finding these strategic pockets where you're creating content. So, you know, a lot of the times I talk about batch tasking and how, um, that's important to, to, to batch certain tasks together. So, so there's that. So basically long story short is using your time strategically, um, to connect with other you know, people, um, and having specific times in, in, in your day where you are, are like really setting a timer too, is a good thing. Like setting a timer for 20 minutes being like, okay, I'm going to interact with accounts that I think would benefit from my account. Um, or like, you know, if you do want to go through and just like, you have a, want to take a break and, and be on social media, like set a timer for yourself. So it holds you accountable to that time. Um, and then as far as like, social media for like musicians and connecting with fans, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can create a community of fans nowadays um, through social media. And you can really use it as a, as a tool. I mean, Twitter for me, I know that like people like, <laughs> you know, throw shade at Twitter, but like Twitter is a really powerful platform um, where I think personally it's less easy to get distracted because it's a bunch of tweets and not, it doesn't have as much going on as Twitter, as uh, Instagram and Facebook, in my opinion, there's not, not as many things to look at. It's just more of a scrolling feed. Um, that's just my opinion. But I, so I've found personally that my, you know, my, my fans and my, you know, a lot of my supporters and that they hang out on Twitter. So I've been able to find a community in that way as well. I know that was a long answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of important information. And yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's setting aside time to devote to these kind of things, because if you don't set aside the time, if you're not 
very intentional with that time, then it's so easy to just get distracted and to really lose yourself into these platforms and lose all of that time before you know it. So I really like what you're saying about really figuring out these ways in which you can strategize your timing and strategize when you are working on creating content. Yeah. So I'm wondering from all of that said with really to kind of go back to the beginning of our conversation regarding music being your language or really the medium in which you are sharing your message and your purpose. I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners, just from your perspective, how does music tell a story and how does music connect us to our fellow human beings? Well, one of the things I do love about music is that it is universal. Um, And it's one of the things that we resonate with, if you think about it, when we're very, very, very young. Um, we react to it, music. If you think, I mean, I love those little clips you see, I mean, like online, like on social media of babies dancing with like zero like filter whatsoever, Um, you know, and like whether whatever culture, nationality, whatever you are, everyone can connect in some way through music. It's a universal language. And I think that, one of the beautiful things with music is that everyone has something different to say. And there are so many different types of music that you're going to find something that you like, you know, and if you are a musician, like you have, you have a gift and and an important message to share. And someone is going to resonate with that. So I, I mean, I just think that, you know, I, we always have music playing in our apartment and it's one of those things where it's just, I think it's just one of the most important things in in life and can make you feel every single emotion. You know, it's, it's helped me through really difficult times in my life, but then there, it's also helped make me feel better when I'm having a bad day, you know, um, or it's, you know, it, it helps you with so many different emotions in your life. And I just think it's something that's so universally, um, something that we can all agree on that music is universal and, and, and it soothes the soul in a lot of ways, you know? Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love that. <laughs> oh, you could really hear like your heart in that if I what you're saying, like it, it's so important. <laughs> yeah. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on the ships podcast. I really appreciate you coming out and not only joining us on the show, but also sharing your story with us and sharing really this journey that you've been pursuing from not only establishing yourself as a musician, really taking the leap to pursue music full time and what that has grown and become to today, but also the fact that you're not only reaching people through your music, but also helping out other musicians through your musician wellness coaching program and practice and being able to really spread the word about how people can really live their best lives by by pursuing their purpose through music. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. Thank you. And thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Before heading out, I'm wondering if you could just share with our listeners some information as to where they could find out more about you and your work. Yeah, so you can um, follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at I am Aaron McAndrew. Um, so, you know, if you're a musician listening to this, uh, and you want, or even just an artist, you'll still find some, some inspiration, um, through my content. At least I think you will. Um, so that's a great place to follow me for that. Um, Twitter is where I hang out with my music stuff. I post a lot more with, with my music career on Twitter. So that's where I hang out there. Um, and then if you want to know more about my coaching, um, you can go to goalforyourdreams.com and you'll be able to see all my services there. Um, and then my music website is aaronmcmusic.com. And if you live in the Southern California area, um, you'll be able to see where I play um, and where I've played in the past. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much, PJ, for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By the way, I love the name Goal for Your Dreams. I told you that when you started it and I'm like, oh, that name is so good. It's like it flows. So thank well. you. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. One last question before we head out. Oh, and by the way, for our listeners out there, they'll be able to 
uh, get all of this information. All you have to do, listeners, is scroll down in the show notes and click all of those various links provided. So we'll have them available for them there. Uh, one last question for you, Aaron. So, so much of what we talk about on this ship's podcast is about the importance of meaningful connections, especially today in our digital age. So really, given everything that we just talked about, what would you say is your definition of a meaningful relationship? Um, definitely. I mean, I, it really comes down to, I think, some core values is really, you know, being authentic uh, with other people and, you know, being trusting and uh connecting with other people in a, in a, in a really like genuine and authentic way, because I think nowadays, I mean, especially some, <laughs> something I've experienced living in LA is like, there can be a, you know, mask and filter of inauthenticity. So I think creating those genuine relationships with, you know, with loyalty and, and authenticity and, and trustworthiness and all of those different elements can, can really add for a, a meaningful relationship and also transparency too. I think, you know, uh, one of my beliefs and one of the things that I stand for is I, and this could have been from being in New Yorker for so many years is, is I, I'm a, a no BS type of approach <laughs> <laughs> um, where I, I think it's very important to, to be honest with people and be transparent and, and, you know, and not sugarcoat things. And I think that that's a really important um, quality to have in a relationship um, because it is important that we're honest with each other and we give tough love even when it is difficult. So um, those would be, I think, my top things. <laughs> that was great. That, that gives us a, a lot for our listeners uh, as, as we depart. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> have it everybody Aaron McAndrew my older sister I really hope you enjoyed this episode especially if you are a musician if you are an artist if you are an entrepreneur there was some great things in here that will allow you to take action steps into the right direction into the direction that you want to be going into the direction of your purpose so Aaron thank you so much for joining us on this episode if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing episodes with insightful messages and inspiring guests just like Aaron. So if you're interested in supporting, just scroll down in the show notes and click the link provided. As always, thank you so much for tuning into the Ships Podcast. I really love hearing from you all, hearing what you're thinking about this podcast, and really learning about ways that you are implementing these action steps into your life. So thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, I'll catch you in the next episode.